Stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Yeah. It's a woman. It's a woman. Woman showing, showing me her behind. Yeah. yeah I'm Please not stand by. We'll be streaming yeah. live soon. Good morning, good morning. We're taking a little, little trip on this boat, and uh, so I'm using the opportunity just to talk with you this morning on this Bible study. It's in it's in Second Kings chapter five, verse fifteen. Let me give you some behind information about today. We're still dealing with Elijah. We're dealing with his ministry. And of course, Elisha now is in control, ordained of the Lord. And uh, <clears throat> Naaman has been healed. He went into the River Jordan and dipped seven times and, and came out clean with a baby's skin. And he was overwhelmed with what happened to him. So Naaman wanted to bless Elisha. Elisha with some financial gifts, perhaps some change of clothing or money or whatever that uh, he brought in from Syria. And so verse 15 says, Then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the men of God. First he was refused, and so he insisted now, and went back to the men of God, which is, which is Elisha. He stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. Please accept now a gift from your servant. <clears throat> this is a, an important lesson on not only dealing with money, but also dealing with consecrated money. Consecrated money is money that has been consecrated to God or consecrated to the devil. Because the love of money is the root of all evil. Every, everything that is evil is based on money. So when we deal with money, you're talking about a serious matter. It's something that you're going to have to deal with it, and you're going to have to decide what to do with it, and all of us are involved in it. Well, I learned some things as I grew older that I want to share with you today. So, now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. Please accept a gift from your servant. This gift that Naaman wants to give is out of a heart of gratitude. 
There's nothing wrong with the mentality of Naaman. He was a leper. And now he's got a skin as clear and smooth as a baby's skin. And so he is happy. He is joyful. He's trying to extend uh, to the prophet a gift to support him and to bless him. Because in the Bible, uh, prophets of that nature, especially Elisha, uh, lived on the offerings of the people. And so here, here's... So the prophet answered. And there's something about the word that Elisha used here on verse 16. It says, As surely as the Lord lives. Meaning, I'm so sure of this. I'm so sure of this. I'm overwhelmed with this. As sure as the Lord lives whom I serve, I will not. Now, the intensity of this verse, it looks like Elisha knew something that we don't know. There's something in this prophet's eyes, in his mind, that we don't know. But if you study this scripture very carefully, you will come to know. And, I, and the Bible study today is to tell you, what do I know by reading this scripture? Because it's going to be revealed today, right here on this boat. I hope nobody shows up in the back walking, <laughs> walking in front of the camera. But here it is. And he says, and even though Naaman urged him, he refused. He urged, and he refused. Now I told you, there's a heart of gratitude. You, you got to, you got to. There's nothing wrong with Naaman. He's simply saying, "I know what is a leper to be a leper. I've smelled that skin corroding in front of me. I covered with rags, and I'm a great soldier. I'm a general in the army of Ben Hadad, king of Syria, and I am completely, completely overwhelmed with my blessing." Yes. And so, if you will not, or, or, or Elisha, if you will not accept the gift, said Naaman, please let me, your servant, be given as much earth as a pair of mules can carry. For your servant will never again make burnt offerings and sacrifices to any other god but the Lord. So, Elisha is conscious now that Assyria and all the gods that they worshipped, the money that they had and the office that they had were consecrated to another god. So that opens a big, big, big can of worms here because do you, do you know that consecrated money to other gods is not good? Do you know that if you go into a restaurant in America and you begin to eat Chinese food when there is plenty, in plain view a Buddha with red lights glittering above the cashier on the left corner? Do you know that that food you're eating has been consecrated to another god? Well, Elisha knew it. He knew it. He knew there was something about that situation that he couldn't receive. 
But may the Lord forgive your servant for this one thing. When my master entered the temple of Hinnom to bow down, he is leaning on my arm, and I, and, and I bow there also. When I bow down in the temple of Hinnom, may the Lord forgive your servant for this. In other words, when, I, when my servant, when the king, goes into the temple of Hinnom, he wants to bow down, and I need to help him bow down, so I extend my hand so he can bow down and hold the king's knee, and the king offer the sacrifice. I want forgiveness for this. Now, that's conviction of sin. That's conviction of sin. He's actually saying that he actually uh, uh, is not happy what he did. How, how does he know that to do that in, to another God, it is something that is not appreciated by the God of Israel? It's his conviction. That's conviction here. He is convicted that what really happens will never happen again. Oh, what a wonderful thing. You know, the Holy Spirit came to convict of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And so, on verse, on verse uh, 18, that's conviction. And of course, verse 19 then begins with Elisha responding to Naaman. All he says is this, go in peace. In other words, I heard enough from you. I saw you dealing with this in a way that is precious to me. You go in peace. You got it. You'll be blessed. Now, after Naaman had traveled some distance, so we're talking about a mile or two here, Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said to himself, this is, a, this is the servant of the Lord thinking in his mind. Okay. <coughs> he said, My master was too easy on Naaman, this Aramean, by now not accepting from him what he brought. As surely as <coughs> the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him. Ooh. <coughs> Ooh, now that, that's just not possible. That's just something that really, really scares the wits out of me. I, wa I want to tell you something. Money that was consecrated unto the Lord belongs to God. You know, downstairs on the wall of my office there is a saying. Somebody took it out of there and perhaps threw it away, but God's bill, God's will is God's God's will is God's bill. God's will is God's bill. And there's a picture somewhere there on the floor that we got to put it back on the wall that has uh, has two fishes and five loaves of bread. And I want that back on the wall again. Why why do I appreciate that? It's because see, if the Lord is leading you in ministry to do something, he pays for it. So this morning I had an invitation from a lady that is moving to Atlanta and she wants to rent her basement uh, uh, to, to uh, two servers of the Lord coming to help us, which is D.J. Collins and Noel. And of course, I need to know 
if, if that is the will of God, because he, he will pay for the rent. We need to know if, if it is the will of God. You understand? The will of God has to be involved. If I simply say, yes, I'm ahead of the Lord. I can sin. I am doing something that God has not even thought about. He, he, he thought about it. And I'm running the show instead of Him running the show. I'm deciding ahead of Him. So I ask Him for a week of prayer. Because I don't know what the Lord wants. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Because then she said, well, the, the only problem is we don't have a kitchen. Now, if you don't have a kitchen, how can you, <laughs> how can you cook? Okay, now, so, so Ben-Hadad is thinking in his mind, okay? It's all right here. The mind begins to generate thoughts that are not of the Lord instead of hearing from God. So Gehazi hurried after Naaman. When Naaman saw him running down, running toward him, running. I mean, he saw U.S. dollars coming. One talent, you know, it's almost three three million dollars that, that that man brought in. Everything is all right. Everything is all right, said. So when Naaman saw him running toward him, he got down from the chariot to meet him. And everything is all right, said Naaman. Everything is all right, Gehazi answered. Not really. Oh, when, when, when you know that it's not all right, it's a great blessing. Uh, a man came to me in, in, in years past and brought a large check for me to receive. And as I touched that check, it was like a bang in my head and said, don't receive it. And I told him, I'm sorry, but I can't receive it. What's, what's the problem? I can't receive it. There's something wrong. And he said, well, there is. Well, you go back and fix it, and then when you fix, you come back. And I refused. That's the only time that I remember refusing a check. It was a large check. You see, Naaman is, is saying, everything is okay. Is everything all right? Everything is all right, Gehazi answered. It's not all right. Why? Because the prophet in charge of the operation has said very clearly not to accept any money that comes in from Naaman whatsoever. And his servant began to be involved in the work of the prophet trying to decide what to do with this money. I told you money is the root. A love of money is the root of all evil. So here we go. My master sent me to say, he began to lie. Now, can a prophet hear what you're doing in your bedroom? Yes. This is what the little girl, <laughs> there was a captain, little girl from Israelite, little girl, that, uh, that uh, Naaman's army picked it up in Israel and brought it to Damascus. Uh, that there's nothing, there's nothing. I can hear what you're thinking in your bedroom. That's what the little girl said. I, he can hear you talk in your bedroom from from Samaria. Is that true? Yes, it is true. 
Sometimes when you look at someone, you can see the heart. You know, I was at the altar this time at Mount Bethel. And a little lady came to me after everybody left to their seats. And he grabbed my, she grabbed my hand and said, You prayed for me about a month ago. And you said a lot of things to me. And God has delivered me. God has opened the door for me. Everything is solved. I had a great victory. I don't know what I said. But all I know is that this woman was greatly blessed. Now, she comes to me with a check of $10,000. Should I receive it? Not really. Why? Because I'm in the church of Mount Bethel. The money that comes in belongs to the church, not to me. You see, you've got to know what to do with the Lord's money. You don't take it. You, 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 the money came in. If, the, if she gave me an offer, I have to say no. It belongs to the church. So here, here we go. My master sent me to say, Did Elisha said anything about money to Gehazi? Do I do I hear do I hear a voice? Yeah, he said, don't. She said, "Don't, don't, don't, don't." I, I, why did he say don't? Because that money had been consecrated to the God of Hinnom by Behadad. He took the money from the coffin. Uh, the, 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 the account of Ben-Hadad. He went to the treasure of Ben-Hadad and took the money that belonged. Money that's ungodly. Money that is of the devil. The God that he known is not appreciated. He will not bow down to that God anymore. So just because of that, he's going to take the money? Think about it. And here you go. My master sent me a lie. Two young men from the company of prophets have just come to me from the hill countryside of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two sets of clothing. Oh, gosh. I, I wish I was there. Don't say, don't say that. Don't give. Don't, don't receive it. Get away. Come on. Come on here, Gehazi. Get, get, tell the boys to, to give back. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, I wish I could just help this ignorant man. By all means, two talents. Instead of one, take two, he said Naaman. He urged Gehazi to accept them, and then tied up the two talents of silver in two bags with two sets of clothing. He gave them to the two young men, and they carried them ahead of Gehazi. Don't you want to help Gehazi here? What do you do? You consecrate, every, listen, you need to consecrate any, any place you're going to live in. You consecrate the floor. You consecrate the kitchen. You consecrate the, the living room. You anoint with all and say in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, God, I pray that you remove from this place every evil presence that have been practiced over here by unbelieving people to another God. In the name of... You don't know what who lived in that house. You don't know what they have done down there. It could be people that do seances, necromancy, communicating with the dead, and you come in without understanding that the environment belongs to God and the power of the Holy Spirit needs to be applied to where you live. So... When Gehazi, Gehazi came to the hill, he took the things from the servants 
and put them away in the house. Send the money away, men away, send the men away, and they left. Then he went in and stood before his master Elisha. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, you don't stand before Elisha. He knows exactly where you've been, what you said, how many times you lied, and, 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 and he, he, he knows exactly. You know, uh, 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 listen, a prophetic ministry knows what's happening, and, and, and the Lord informs, the Lord tells. That is why prophesying is so important. When that woman said to me, I want to thank you. I want you to come to my house. So next week I got to go to this house with John John Freeland, and we're going to talk to her, and she's going to explain what the Lord has done for her. And I already know, okay, I already know something happened to where she was about to lose everything, and the Lord created a miracle. I remember, I remember a man called David Nutter, and I was in a church in Atlanta, and we're praying ministry to the people. And he is in a long line to be dealt with and prayed for. And instead of just going to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 10, 15, I went way in the back. And I came directly to him. And, and so uh, the Lord told me to go there. And so I asked him. I've asked him. Brother, I, I don't know what it is, but you need $130,000. And he began to cry. Monday morning, somebody, a Jewish man, passed by him with a check of $130,000. Now, so if it happened to a nobody like me, then it can happen to you that he's so gifted, so challenged, so anointed of the Lord, people of God. And so here, here, here's the, the situation, okay? When you stand in front of a prophet, and you did all that you needed to do. Let's see what he says. Where have you been, Gehazi? Elijah asked. Your servant didn't go anywhere, Gehazi answered. Three lies. That's the third time that Gehazi lies about the whole thing. Am I right? Three times. Your servant didn't go anywhere. He did. He ran <laughs> two miles away to tell Naaman to give the stuff to him. But Elijah said to him, Was not my spirit with you when the man got down from his chariot to meet you? Now what do you mean by that? The spirit of man carries the prophetic. All that happens with the spirit of man is influenced and dictated and informed by the Holy Spirit through the spirit of man. You have a spirit, so in a body. The spiritual part of you is informed by the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, everything that's happening a mile away, two miles away, three miles away. It is the gift of the prophetic that speaks and says exactly what you need to hear. So was not my spirit with you when the man got down from his chariot to meet you? Remember, Naaman got down from his chariot to meet Gehazi and insisted on him taking some of that offering for himself. 
Is this the time to take money or accept clothes, olive groves, vineyards, flocks, herds, or men servants or maid servants? He is talking about any, any is this the time to accept anything? So what did he cover here? Let's take a look. Number one, money. Number two, clothes. Number two, let's take a look at another 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 translation. In the here, here we go. Uh, it's on verse. Uh, it's on verse twenty-six, chapter five. Take a look at your Bible just for a second. I hope you're taking in this this teaching this morning. Hope you're not going to sleep. Amen. Five. 5.26. Okay, here you go. Money, garments, olive yards. What is olive yards? Places that grow olive. Vineyards, places that grow wine, grapes, sheep. Oxen and men servants and maid servants. Gehazi was a servant of the prophet. So what really happened here is that Elijah knew a gift. He understood the power of the gift, but he needed to know where it came from first. You just don't receive a gift until you know where it came from. You don't receive a gift until you know where it came from. You don't receive a gift until you know where it came from. You don't receive a gift until you know where it came from. The leprosy, therefore, of Naaman shall cleave unto you and unto your seed forever. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. What a sad, what a sad state of mind. What do you think, Andy? What a sad. Yeah. Really? In, a, in other words, in other words, didn't he know that the double anointing came from Elijah to Elisha, and he is serving the great prophet? It's like it's like there's a hole in his head. The brain is not there. Gehazi's sin and his incurring of Naaman's leprosy is a type of men voiding the grace of God. The world is dying without God. Let me tell you, I heard Hamas make a statement. The generals of Hamas make a statement. Our God is stronger and we will defeat the Israelites. Well, that, that, that comes back out of the Old Testament. You don't know. You're dealing with the God of Israel. The, the war of, of 48, is that right? 47, 48, 56, 67. 73, it's seven nations against Israel, and God gave him favor. So what do you think is going to happen now? Is any different? Not really. And so, and he went out from his presence. Oh, what a sad thing. Oh, God. He went out from his presence, 
He went out from his presence, meaning he just became a leper. It says leper as white as snow, which is the worst kind of leper. This kind of, when you turn white, you lose your fingers, you lose your arms, you lose your legs, you lose your tongue, you lose your ears, you lose your eyes, you lose your nose. Anything that is pretty forward, you lose it. I want you to know this morning that the money that you give to RBM is consecrated unto the Lord. And you need to make sure that you pray over the check when you send some money. Because I want to have the money that the Lord needs, not the money that I need. In Jesus' name, amen. Eu quero ser 